The Garage Talk Podcast is brought to you by Atomos Physics. Atomos is the leading expert in all things physics and radiation safety here in the Midwest. Atomos Physics is here for all of your radiation safety needs, and they provide services including x-ray machine testing, radiology, room design, material licensing, and protection programs. And if you're not in the Nebraska area, still reach out because Larry from Atomos works hard for his clients and will travel to the ends of the earth to support your needs. Go to atomosphysics.com and follow along on all social media platforms at Atomos Physics. Thanks. We're also sponsored by The Groom Room. There's no better feeling for dogs than to get a fresh, new, stylish haircut. And The Groom Room has been grooming dogs longer than the majority of us have been grooming ourselves. And they are the best planet Earth has to offer. Give them a call to set up a grooming appointment today for your best friend at 402-486-4486. And also, if you'd like to support the show, sign up on patreon.com slash garage talk and get access to behind the scenes content and all new live streaming for each podcast. That's right. We are live video streaming each podcast and you can jump in and join the show and chat with us while we do the show uh, there. So sign up if you want. Patreon.com slash garage talk. Thank you and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. To the Garage Talk Podcast. Happy New Year. Our first episode of 2022. And the last. Oh, no. Breaking news. Um, Yeah, so it's been 2,022 years since the birth of... It's the birth of Jesus, right? What? Heck, I guess. Yeah. All right, cool. We don't know. We don't care. Uh, Welcome into the show. As As always, my name is Tyler Werner. With me is Vince Wheatley. That is me. And Tim Vogler. Yeah, and we have a big movie podcast, big movie podcast to kick the year off with. So before that, I did. I've I've been in the trenches doing some research on movies the past week. So I did see the new Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, so that's one of your favorite movies? No, no, oh, these are just, just movies kidding. I've watched in the past okay. week. Yeah, um, one of my favorite Marvel's movie movies, though I'll say. Okay, it's up. I mean. It's it's right there with for me with uh, Infinity War. Whoa! Yeah, damn. it's it's it, it I must, has. I need to get caught up on Spider Man. I guess you do. Yeah, because this <laughs> I haven't watched the last one. Yeah, the second the second one's meh, but it is yeah. important to watch for this third one. And this one has some of the best acting I've seen in a Marvel film. That's oh. what really gets me. Like there's some, like serious acting chops from some of the performers, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Um, I also watched the Last Duel. With Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Adam Driver, you guys know that one, the, the French period piece by Ridley Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. about the woman who yeah. accuses the knight of rape. Yeah, yeah, fantastic movie. Oh dang it, I've been yeah, I wanted to watch. Go that. yeah, yeah, watch it um, as soon as you can. I just okay. rent. I straight up, I rented it. I paid like six bucks for it. Right, and yeah. I wish I would have just bought it. Oh, which I should have done. Anyway, but it was really good. By the end of it, I was like, well, I I hate the entire male species. My my new newfound feminism is in full full force here. <laughs> I, I hate men. Um, ju- hey, just like feminism, you just generalize all men. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you should watch if you want to hate men even more. You should watch uh, promising promising young woman on well, HBO Max. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> is that is that new? Uh, it came out last year. Has huh. Bo, has Bo Burnham in it? Oh, I'm already so, in love. I'm already in love. Play, <laughs> he, plays, he plays a doctor, and yeah, it's. Strange. Yeah, I'll check that out. Promising Omen. And there was there was a third movie I saw. Don't look up 
on Netflix. Oh yeah, by, I watched that. Did you? What did you think? Uh, I, I loved it personally. It, it was it was good. I will say that it was a little too on the nose for me. Yeah, there wasn't. But, they weren't trying to be metaphorical no, or anything. They no, just no, no, up. no. Um, yeah, but, but I, it was it was really funny, and it I liked the the direction they took for it. And, and it. I think the way the reason it worked while still being right on the nose is because the movie was self aware enough. Uh, in of itself, yeah. of, as a film, it was able to pull that off with some of the silliness and goofiness and some of the stuff that's over the top. Yeah, it just worked so well. Have um, you? Did you? Have you seen any of those videos of the the phone number that Leonardo no, DiCaprio's? No. Oh, so the number that they give for that one advertisement he has uh-huh. is like one of those like sex hotlines. Oh, that's and so because so a bunch of people keep calling in. They're like, "You ready to talk to hot girls now, guys?" Or something. <laughs> like it's so funny. That's awesome. I uh, my fa- I think. Maybe not my favorite scene in the movie, but the part I laughed most at was uh, when the FBI came to arrest the black scientist. He's like, just calm down. I, my skin is just a darker pigment than yours because my ancestors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he just went on this whole spiel. I, I lost it. That was so funny. But yeah, those three movies. Are, usually, it's been, it's been probably since before COVID that I have watched three movies in a row that have been like, Bang, bang, bang. I like all of those. And they're all completely different. And I like each and every one of them. So that was, they gave me a little bit of encouragement coming into the new year that, hey, movies are back for good in theaters or not. So that's exciting. Before we get, we, we previewed this a few weeks ago. We talked about we are going to be doing our top five best films of all time lists. Before we get into that, football was just too crazy this weekend. For me to not, for us to not talk about. So we're gonna we're gonna throw some football stuff in there real quick, and then we'll get back to the movie list here in a little bit. Uh, starting off, the Titans, AFC South champions. Congrats! Holding, we we're are so proud of you. You should be. I'm the so Chiefs, happy. the Chiefs helped helped us out. Like, I know, like because we beat the Chiefs, they are no longer the first seed in the AFC. I'm a big Bengals fan. No. Yes, huge. <laughs> but you realize that, like, because we beat the Chiefs, they they will not get a bye week if we win next week. Even better, no matter we'll, what happens. And we'll see. Again, I love you, Andy Reid. And it it pains me to say that because you're just such a nice guy. you're a nice guy. But uh, we're just gonna watch you choke again in the playoffs, like the good old days, you know. Just the the, the Chiefs, we all all know and love. Know and love. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is really weird because the oh Titans are going into week 17, and it's real simple. Just beat the Texans, which are an abysmal football program. Just yeah. beat the Texans, and you have the top seed. It doesn't matter who else does what anywhere in any division. Like All we do is we win, we're in, and we got the first seed. The Texans are probably going to obliterate the shit out of us. <laughs> like Anything that I know as a Titans fan, I just know like they, they're going to have our number, and we're... We're done for. Stop. Stop what? Stop doing that to yourself. What? Giving in to superstitions, man. It's not superstition. It is a superstition. It's, it's a, I know, I know my franchise that I cheer for and the type of characteristics that they display yeah. when things are supposed to be simple, i.e. losing to the Jets earlier in the season and the Texans. But yep. also good news, Derrick Henry has been, has been seen at the practice facility exercising, doing workouts in cleats, so look out. On that note, there's a lot of chatter going around ESPN and the like and the rest of the league talking heads that they believe Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP this year. 
in which he will not exceed 2,000 yards rushing, even with 17 games. If that happens, and Derrick Henry did not get one vote, not a single vote last year for MVP, and Jonathan Taylor wins, we riot. No, no, no. I pray for the AFC. If Derrick Henry has some sort of extra fuel like that coming into the playoffs, AFC defenders might die on the field. <laughs> like I right now, I am cheering. I want Jonathan Taylor to win the MVP. See, I, because I don't. if you inject that into King the King's veins, it's, it's we've already it, the Super Bowl is locked. If Jonathan Taylor wins the MVP, Titans win the Super Bowl guaranteed. Yeah, I don't know. If I sh- actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I take everything back. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't seen any lists of who people think are in the running that Cooper Cup Cooper Cup should be there. the MVP uh, straight up. I don't know if he will. He He's, won't. It'll be a yeah. quarterback. It'll be Tom Aaron Brady Rogers. or Aaron Rodgers. It'll be Aaron. It Rogers. should be Aaron after Rogers. after yesterday. I think it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers. He's so good, dude. Do you? <laughs> but do you think? Do you think? Because the people who vote for MVP are is the media, mm-hmm. and he lied to the media about being immunized. Yeah, I think do you that, think they'll that, hold that against him? I think that I think that shit's kind of blown over. Yeah, and I think. <laughs> yeah, and again, I, I, you see so many of the media guys talking about his just like his stats, though. You yeah, know, the God, how I many, just like, I just feel like there's got to be some petty people out there. Who oh, are like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will cost him votes. I'm sure, but I think he will win. And I think you know Tom Brady's little hissy fit that he had last week. I think will also kind of you know what was his hissy fit? I didn't see that. Oh, uh, he didn't score any touchdowns for like the first time oh, in his life, Saints. yeah, or yeah. something like that. Uh, and they caught him on the sideline. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know. Throwing the <laughs> the tablet, <laughs> yep. the Microsoft. Oh, and surface. before that, he went and told the Saints bench to fuck off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah uh, it's gonna be interesting. I, I think my top personally are Aaron Rodgers, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, and I, I'm I'm a very I like to be a well-rounded person, so I have a, I want a defender in there. And I don't know if that's Aaron Donald this year. I don't know if you can give him MVP. Micah Parsons for the Cowboys is looking really good. Yeah. I know, I know there's some defenders I'm missing out there. I, I didn't come into this plan. Uh, that cornerback. For, oh, for the Cowboys? There you go, yeah. No, because he, he's, yeah, yeah. he has a lot of interceptions, but he's yeah. given up like over 1,000 yards yeah, receiving his, this year. His, oh, stat, really? yeah, his stats his, against receivers yeah, his, are his, very good. His, uh, his interceptions are really good. <laughs> Everything um, else is bad. Uh, TJ Watt, I think, should be up there. I It's hard, though, because as good... I mean, TJ Watt's almost having... He's having a historic year, but the Steelers still kind of suck, so can you hold that against him, really? <laughs> well, the, that's the, hard. the Steelers' offense sucks. Yeah, they, that's true. That, so... Well, and TJ Watt's kind of a piece of shit. So. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about we're talking about MVP. I mean, he, he's playing incredible, no matter what you think of him. Yeah. Or de- well, you just said that the media player of the year is the one voting for it and, yes, and being yeah. a piece of shit. Well, but, yeah, but we've moved we've moved past it. We're onto my list now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. Which sorry. my vote should matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how we get that. I mean, we are vote. media, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna send a letter to the NFL. Hey, keep trying to get those media passes too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what, dude. And I, I. I should not talk about this. I should not talk about. This. If the Titans make it to the Super Bowl, like I have a ten thousand dollar credit line in my credit card account, <laughs> we might be. We might be maxing that out, guys. It's... I might lose the house this year <laughs> because of massive credit card debt that I will incur mm. on trying to get to L.A. for the Super Bowl. But because it might be the only time you get to go to a Titan Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Yeah, it lifetime. truly is. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And but then you just ruined it by and saying, I, "Yep." And now I'll never get to go. Just kidding. Damn it. That's yep. not the truth. What have I done? It's not how it works. It is. It's not. Okay. Um. Before we move on, any more football stuff? Uh, Rip John Madden, the OG man. I mean, moment of silence. We're hey guys, we're having to pour a lot out those last couple weeks. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who the last person was, but I feel like we just did this recently. So, uh, Demarius Thomas. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> ah, DT. Yeah. All right. Moment of silence. Now, if everybody could just stop, di- if everybody could just stop dying, please. But yeah, John Madden, he was old. It's yeah, yeah. This, he, this he wasn't pro- this wasn't a huge tragedy like DT. Yeah. Um, but John Madden, one hell of a career as a coach, um, changed broadcasting forever. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think EA should sell the license to the Madden name instead of keep insulting him with their <laughs> mad their piece of shit Madden video games that keep all, getting released. All of their sport video games yeah. are, are yeah. bad at this point. <laughs> the the last goodwill you could have towards John Madden yeah. is get rid of it. Or or here's a crazy thought which might be too off the rails but maybe hire a team to intentionally change things up a bit and try try to pay somebody to try to create a good product instead of uh, a milk machine. Yeah. yeah and, well, people keep buying it so yeah, why not? and getting rid of features instead of like you keep, yeah, you keep getting rid of all the features people love, and then just like, yeah. here's a here's a game you can play football on it. Sometimes, <laughs> did you see? Oh my gosh, NFL memes had the best quote ever. It said Antonio Brown rage quitting in the middle of a game and leaving is uh, is the biggest tribute to Madden we could have had. <laughs> <laughs> Which that in itself is crazy. They, they need to make yeah. a like a thirty for thirty, or possibly write a book on Antonio Brown's career because. This is like he single handedly made like WWE level content. It's insane. Yeah, he's uh, I think officially done now. Oh no, he Although, is. There. Bruce Arians yeah. came out the press conference and said, "Yeah, he's, well, not, he's not." I mean, like guy. ever getting a job again. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, no. There's the only reason why he had one in the first place was Tom Brady. Yeah. And now that that shit, unless yeah. Tom Brady goes to a new team after this year, it's like, <laughs> hey, remember all that stuff? Let's just forget about it again. Uh, Win a Super Bowl, and then he can go back to being mm-hmm. how he is. Yeah, ho- hopefully uh, Antonio Brown figures it out. Hopefully he's okay mentally. Yeah. And I just think it. I think it is funny though. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like some Antonio Brown, you know, super fan by any means. But it is. It's fascinating that, especially in this uh, era of like workmen's rights that we're in, where pe- you know people are walking out of, on jobs all the time because of mm-hmm. terrible working conditions. Mm-hmm. Granted, again, I. Th- I don't think that's necessarily the case for Antonio Brown, no. but it is just fascinating that you know hey, they tried to make him play while he's hurt. That's what he said. There you go. And it, but it's just it is fascinating to see people like flip the script when it comes to athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, even though their their working conditions are, are people are people actually dog. I mean, I know people are memeing and making jokes about Antonio Brown, but is there anybody who's like? actually angry about this oh well, yeah yeah they're, they're, yeah they're because there's a thing where he wasn't Tim. getting is <laughs> i guess there was a thing where he he was supposed to, he was on the brink of getting his and his million dollar incentive and yeah, then they that's his decision it. yeah like, they didn't they weren't playing him i guess and i don't know oh is that it, what it was or I don't know. They threw it to the other guy and not him. I don't know. Yeah, but then, like but that. the reason he quit though was because they asked him to go in, and he said he was too hurt. I don't know. I I guess I didn't hear any of that. I was watching. I don't know. I was watching the NFL 
Interesting. Channel. I mean, I, I, I knew that it, was. I knew that was a thing that he that. quit right before. I mean, he was on the verge of getting that cusp of that money. But uh, he still had another season, another game left. He probably was going to reach it if he would have just played. But hey, I, it's, yeah, it's his decision. If you want to walk guess, out yeah. and do do your thing, man. That's, I mean, I might be a little bit salty if I were a Bucks fan just because, like, damn, dude, we're coming to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and Godwin's yeah. out for the season. Mm-hmm. Like, we need you. But other than that, whatever. But it, It's definitely the probably one of the most selfish things but it's an antonio brown thing to do i guess that i mean he's done worse yeah and i so, think but, yeah, I yeah sports i also just kind of bring up this like they have this air of you know like 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 a, a brotherhood sort of thing like it's definitely more than just a job right yeah. like it, it is you're a part of a, a team and you have those aren't just like your co-workers they're like real teammates like real friends or maybe not even friends but like you don't even have to like the guy but you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that you know his job is easier because you're doing your job sort of thing so i get i can get both sides but i still just think it fascinating yeah i understand that side if it wasn't antonio brown but this is like (laughs) this is i mean honestly this happened like two seasons later than i thought it would Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like the, actually credit to yeah. Antonio Brown for st- sticking almost, it out. He almost made it and to his credit. He just it should have been he over. Did, he didn't want a 17th game season. Yeah, it should have been over. He he, <laughs> he could have finished. I bet. Yeah, I bet if this was going to be the last game, maybe he would have probably would have stuck it out. Yeah, but he. But again, yeah, the there, NFLPA the is <laughs> there's the hot take. Antonio Brown has been planning this since the last contract went through. Yeah, said I ain't playing no 17th. Game. Yeah, this isn't Antonio Brown's fault. This yeah. is the, the NFLPA. Yeah. They're pieces of shit, and they owe him a million dollars. This is a big, big anti-NFLPA podcast, if you're new. If you're, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining in for the top of the And year. anti-NFL, uh, like, admin people, like the front office. We don't like the NFL. What do you mean the front office? I mean, they're the ones that come to the PA. Hey, we want to do another game. You mean the billionaires? The yeah. billionaire owners? Yeah. 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 We also don't like those guys. We're just anti-everything. We're very negative. We should be more... You know what? That should be our, our Garage Talk Podcast New Year's resolution. Let's just be more happy and chipper through 2022. What do you mean? We love, we love movies, and we like we talk about movies all the time with like such uh, excitement. That's and, true. When we're, which we're yeah. about to do. Yeah. We're, we're going to get into that. That was a great segue by me. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. without <laughs> any further ado, is there any other... Well, do we even want to talk about college football? Uh, no, Pre- predictable, predictable. Exactly what we said was going to happen happened. Hey, Juan Dale and you, the University of Kentucky beat Iowa. Though. <gasps> yeah. So it's a, so it is a small victory there was for a Nebraska. Bit in there. That, that felt was a so small good. victory, and he did he did shout out uh, Nebraska a bit on his Instagram, saying you know, he thanks Juan Dale. Yeah, it was just like because somebody put like had Herbie Husker doing something, and yeah. and Juan Dale you know smiled to the camera or something like that, and. Uh, he was just like love. Yeah, I I, like, yeah, I, I, I posted. Uh, all Scott Frost has to do to beat Iowa is transfer to Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Some like one of my Facebook friends had a, almost the exact same thing, and it, that you weren't connected at all. It's it was kind of funny. It was or very similar. And I was like, oh hey, a, like, comp- a competent head coach you know, plays a re- uh, player. The way where he's supposed, he's, he's supposed to be played, man. Who would have thought you could win some games? Can you can you guys actually believe that Georgia's favored in the championship game? Yeah, it's ain't gonna happen again. But. It's wasn't Clemson also, uh, or the last time that Alabama was in the championship. 
thought Clemson was also I don't know anymore favored. Yeah, they, those, they all blur together. I, yeah, there was like three years in a row where it was Clemson, yeah. Alabama, Clemson, Alabama. So I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's again to kind of give that like Alabama's the underdog. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, fucking. Well, they already they bullshit. already had one of their defensive guys was saying something like that about. They've been doubting us all year and stuff. It's like just, just yeah, shut the fuck up. You are the it is the worst Alabama team to go to the championship, I guess. But they're not under. You're, not, we, you're never guys, under. Are we even gonna watch? Does anybody care? <laughs> I don't care. I have no yeah, interest. I, I, I mean, I would prefer Georgia to win, but no, they're gonna. I they're prefer gonna, Georgia, Yeah, they're, blow, they're gonna blow it down their leg like they usually do, and that's that's that. Yeah. Where is it? I mean, I might watch it because college football. football never really did change. Yeah. Where do they, have they? Do they change the venue for the national championship? Yeah, I think it's. Still... I think it's in Indianapolis this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Home of the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. Ipso facto. Hmm. Michigan should have won. <laughs> God. What a joke they are. Yeah. Too. So predictable. God. And poor sucks. Cincinnati man. I was. They tried was, so hard. They, you know, and. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch, but. We, I don't. Again, nobody. I think expected them to win, but I, but I'm we still, were all there. Rooting. I'm still happy they were in. This is yeah. the whole point of the playoffs. Is listen, they did their part in the regular right. season. Now they get a chance, and yeah. you know, it didn't work out. But that's the way things. I just go. wanted it to be a game. Yeah, and it's just yeah. It was it was it was even harder for me to watch too because where I was at the the regular ESPN didn't came, come in, so I had to watch the Sky Cam the entire game, which is okay. Like for a little bit, Tim's legit doing scouting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, but it, it kind of makes you mad because you can't. It's hard to when you're when you're not looking at it sideways. Like it's hard to tell. Well, like, and you don't it, have the football IQ to put to put the pieces together and figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I I don't know. It just gets confusing to watch, and I I, I hated it. All right, top five movies of all time, listed by your favorite host of the Garage Talk podcast. Who wants to go first? Oh. I thought that was your yeah you going you, first you, or you started off. or we could each we could do the whole countdown I'll go with my number five number like five that. number five four 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 oh three, shit that's gonna okay. be tough though I don't know if I have five but <laughs> you've Dude. had two and a half weeks to prepare a little pre- okay. bit so a little I'll just do I'll do all mine at first because I I did mine a little bit differently so I, okay. I I've been thinking about this a lot because top five is very hard there's a it lot is. of good movies so I I I created. One last thing before we get into movies. Okay. <laughs> I, f- I had to make You tease. Oh, no. Vince and I are playing for the Kangaroo Scrotum Trophy this week in fantasy football. We're in dead lat. We're both uh, playing Dude, for Dude, the- and it's so, it's so stupid because Grady has the worst record. Then why didn't you beat him? By far. You should have beaten him then. Because my team sucks. My team is just <laughs> the worst it's, possible it's ever. So you had the highest point scored this week out of anybody in the league. I try. I know. It's because you're playing me. against me. Because this has my name written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> so Vince, yeah, Vince and I are bottom of the barrel. The Garage Talk Podcast Fantasy Football League, and he has like a forty point lead on me going into week two. I don't see how I come back. If I, I do, good for me. If I, not, believe me, I have no hope etched in to stone. win. I have no hope to win. Believe me, <laughs> I don't. This maybe, is a maybe, fluke. Maybe we could be like co co champions of the. Of the <laughs> or, I mean, you know, we could just give it to Grady because he had the worst record. He'll never and... be back in the league, so exactly. we can just put his name on there. Yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah. Except for every time he watches and his name's sitting right are, here on the front of it. Are, are we oh, going to get, are maybe we there get could a placard be... for that thing? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, we are. But okay. there could be there Back could be out. two winners of that because there's two testicles, right? So it oh, could be the loser. Season loser to the postseason loser. Like just like the loser of the you know regular losers bra- bracket. Yep. And then the just overall record Worst. loser. Okay. Yeah, or, no, because I don't really want to pay for that many placards every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be well, two. It could actually, be one since, placard. Since like, the loser trophy. I was thinking since the loser trophy, uh, you just do like masking tape and and like Sharpie. Oh, that's uh, a good idea. That's <laughs> that, really funny. Just, that would be fun. That, that way it just always looks shitty. <laughs> I like that. Okay, on to the movies now. Sorry. Sorry for teasing everybody. <laughs> Top five movies. So what I did oh, is I have a so list. Hard. I, just, I just started writing down all the movies that I love, some of my favorite movies. I got a whole page full. I'm so, I'm so. I got a whole page full there. I'm so and bad at this. What we're going to do, we're just going to, we're going to hash this out together as we start from, I'm going to go from five to one and tell my favorite movies. Before we do that, though, I, I, we do need to cover some ground rules. So mm-hmm. can I put Lord of the Rings as top five movie, or do I have to pick an actual film oh, from I, the trilogy? I picked a film from okay. trilogies. Because, because I, I had that, yeah, I had, I had like Star Wars in there, Lord of the Rings, so I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I should have the specific... Because I, I did pick specific ones, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with that. No, You can't do a series as a whole. It has yeah. to be an individual movie. <sighs> I need my pen for this. This is dude. Tough. It's hard. Like, uh, <sighs> all right. So uh, I, I'm number five is going to be easier. I'm just going number five because it's not one of my favorite movies, but I think as a film, that that makes it easier. Because it's number five. Seriously, I'm just. Do, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not even doing. That. I'm just doing my favorites. Like I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's. I mean. That's I mean, what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, they're not. I'm not any particular order. No. Oh well, yeah. Number five for me comes in with uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. By Stanley Kubrick, it is. It's, it's incredible the things that he did. I mean, this is like back in the, back. It's, it's kind of what Star Wars did with sci-fi. It just revolutionized. Actually, honestly, if there was no two thousand one, there is no Star Wars. Oh, so, yeah. and the things that Stanley Kubrick does, the the themes that he he explores with artificial intelligence, evolution, and. Almost, I guess you could put the meaning of life in there. Is just it's incredible. It's a massive science fiction, science fiction uh, epic, and yeah, it's definitely top five. Got to throw it in there. It's a little, it's a slower burn. So yeah. if you're a like a twenty first century film viewer, it might be a little <laughs> slower for you. But I think there's enough there uh, to quantify it to being you know top five greatest films of all time. Yeah, if I, I could almost have three Stanley Kubrick movies in my top five. Yeah, so my initial <laughs> list was all just... I just put Christopher Nolan for my top five movies <laughs> of all time. It's it like Christopher Nolan, one, two, three, four, and five. And that's what we're going to get. Once I get past four, we're going to be in the nitty because I got my, my favorite movies here. All of his movies are on here, and I'm oh, not yeah. sure what to exclude, how to place them. It's yeah. Christopher Nolan's really screwed me over with this because I, I don't know what to do. Don't look at this, Tim. Gosh, Passwords, what? dude. Don't look at those. <laughs> so Kid <this> me. <laughs> so I got some. I got some tough ones here too. I don't even know so what I that have is. like things like Anchorman. I I think might be the top five. I mean, it's one of the, yeah. it was revolutionary to Damn. culture Damn. and comedy. Mm-hmm. But I it's another one. But it, but I'm looking. I'm looking at it compared to these other other films, and I I don't know if I can put it in there. 
This is tough. I was not prepared for how hard this is. <laughs> yeah, dude. What do you mean you it's, were? This is going to be an hour. We literally were gonna saying be a, that. This is going to be an hour. We were of, saying that. Tyler just just uh, trying to figure this out in his head. And, we'll, and we'll, we're going to have like the last five minutes. All right. So <laughs> we told him. We said that. We're like, yeah. what do you mean top five movies? I'm going to put a put a half slash to Anchorman. I might come back to that. <laughs> I'm going to take off. In, I have Into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was revolutionary for animated films. Damn. But mm-hmm. I don't think that quite reaches top five. Mm. We'll see go with Eternal sunshine take that off there uh, sorry sorry quentin tarantino got it got a slash out damn got a slash out django in there or in Glo- damn. I, I see i don't even know what to place i think i like django more than glorious bastards and glorious might be a better film that's tough man that's see i'm really bad about like like i should have did what you did just wrote, wrote just like yeah going through like right my own that's fantasy. fucking tough Blade Runner 2049, got to take you off there. Great film. Just can't think I can get you in the top five. Princess Bride, an absolute classic. Maybe maybe I take that one out of there because it's uh, based on a book. I don't know. That that should be a, a parameter, I don't think. But, no, we, we discussed that last week. But the, but, but the Princess Bride just as amazing it is it as it is as much of a classic as it is when it comes to overall filmmaking and cinematography and acting i don't know if i can put that in the top top 5 here okay so number 4 oh dude okay i'm going to go with number 4 is arrival by denny villanueva it has uh, amy adams mm, okay i remember i and remember jeremy I renner it's yep, yep, about yep, yep. Aliens, Al- uh, aliens mm-hmm. touching down on Earth, and us trying to communicate with them. Holy cow! I only have three spots left. <laughs> three hours. <laughs> and then you read the next one. You're like, oh no. I, I'm, can I take? Can I? Can I? Can it's I, your. T- it's your list. Can yeah. I be a Native American giver? Can I take one back? <laughs> it's a, it's your list. You can do whatever you want with it. Oh my gosh! So here's here is the actual predicament because I'm stuck. Christopher Nolan has killed me. <laughs> Because I, The Prestige, <laughs> Dark Knight, Interstellar, Memento, Inception. How am I supposed to leave any of those off? That's okay. what I'm saying. We said this when you said it <laughs> last year. What? We were like, how are we going to pick our top five favorite movies? You're like, oh, just do it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> call this. <laughs> we did. Me and Tim were both like, that's going to be so hard. And you're Gosh, like, but, De- but Denny deserves a film in the top five. Well, I, I the only reason I said we only reason I said we should only do five is so we didn't have to talk about twenty different movies. But well, not 20 yeah, I already <laughs> beat you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, I, I have to take a rival off. I just can't. Okay, number four is going to be Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, which is kind of a hot take. I know Return yeah, I know, of the King yeah. is one of the best. Uh, I just I, personally love the Fellowship. You got. You kind of got a bit of everything with Fellowship because you got to see a bit of the Shire. You know, you got Rivendell, and then I think the ending is incredible with Barmir. Barmir's, you know, mm-hmm. fighting off the Urukai, saving saving the mm-hmm. the halflings. Um, see, I don't know. I'm I'm probably definitely on an island with I I I like the Two Towers more than the first one. I don't know why, dude. T- yeah, it, I, like, listen. Like, I don't listen, know why. I, yeah, I don't want to debate start, this because I started with that one, then I had to watch that. Like, which is weird. What's wrong with you? Because I, I, it was like a, it was like a trip back when I still went to church. Uh, 
we went to go see. And I I so I missed the I, I don't, missed out on the first one, and that was just the first one I saw. And then I had to go go back and rent. The I first don't one. I don't want to bag on Christians here, <laughs> but I'm going to. They, they I feel like the, the passion cr- of the Christ. The Christian we had to put that in the top five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Mel Gibson's Magnum. <laughs> but I but I feel like the the Christian community really puts Lord of the Rings up on a pedestal, like it's some sort of like Christian piece of work. I mean, because uh, uh, Tolkien is was a, a Christian himself and a good friend of uh, C.S. Lewis. There you go. But he has literally said in his foreword to one of his uh, newest editions of Lord of the Rings was like, "I hate allegory. <laughs> nothing in my book is allegorical. Yeah. <laughs> there are things I draw from for my real life and real life experiences, but nothing is allegorical here." So I, I just think, I always think that's kind of funny, fun, tongue in cheek. Anyway, yeah. all all three Lord of the Rings movies are. Uh, whether you appreciate the adaptation or not, are legit masterpieces in what they did for cinema. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the most for, expensive movies made at the time. Everything was handmade. The there first was, ever in theaters in 1080p. Yeah, and there was hardly any any sort of, like, seat. Like, all they had, they paid hundreds and thousands of extras. Yeah. It was just the, the amount of effort and care that went into this these films was amazing. And that's why I wanted to just say, can I just put Lord of the Rings on there? But I think you can, you can plug and place any of those in the top five, mm-hmm. and it, it's yeah. a... Valid, yeah. Valid, valid opinion. On to three. How am I going to do number one? What is the best movie? I don't, Wait, that was only number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, people. It's been a long podcast. <laughs> All right. And here's where I, here's where where I struggle too. Avatar is one of my favorite movies of all time i absolutely i don't care about any sort of critique or anything that anybody says about avatar i adore and absolutely love avatar but can i put avatar over something like the dark knight i don't think i can so number three i'm gonna go with fight club nice Fight, yeah. Fight Club was like it was the perfect movie to finish off the nineties. Like mm-hmm. and just and and the themes it explores of what it means to be a man in modern day society, that you know, the kind of the, the story and the way it's set up, you know, kind of the twists and turns it has in the movie. The acting is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Obviously Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah. Star started cast there, and then the director, um, what's his name? David Finchner. Apps, Fincher? Just, Fincher? Finchner? I don't know. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, it's Fight Club's well, one of my favorite movies of all time. The minute I saw it, I was in love. I, I yeah. immediately went and bought the book. And this is, we talked about this, is one of the rare mm-hmm. uh, situations where the movie is better than the book. And even the author, even the admitted, author says, yeah, yeah it's, he admitted to that. I mean, there's probably a lot of movies that where it's like, you, if you could erase your memory of it and watch it the first time again. Like that would be awesome because I'd like to watch it for the first time now instead of when I watched it when I was younger when I, you know, I was stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it really didn't make like I really couldn't do it because I think even now, Fight Club, I, I think it would still be it wouldn't be like one of those things like ah, I think I know what's going on here. No, <laughs> that one I think would still you would still be like because if you hadn't read the book, I guess that what I'm saying here is like when you find out that he is. Spoilers! Like, yeah. Just <laughs> like the same person, like that—that that would have blown my mind, like mm-hmm. even now, 
you you know i probably saw it when i was like what 12 maybe and it's like it didn't not really the same <laughs> i watched it on vhs what good for you tim <laughs> good for you bud <laughs> guys i really at number two i really just want to put christopher nolan <laughs> you might as well it's your list, man. You can do whatever okay, so you want. What I will do, what I will Christopher do, Nolan's Dick is my favorite movie. I'd watch three hours of that, <laughs> especially in IMAX. Okay, so I'm going to take up what I'm going to do because I have all of all of Nolan's. Would you watch stuff. it in, in on VHS? No, absolutely not. He just, he would, <laughs> I guess he would never film something in such poor quality. Um, so the top five, obviously, Nolan movies are Dark Knight, Prestige, Interstellar, Inception, Memento. I'm just going to take off Memento and Inception right off the top. Damn. Those fall short for the other three for me. Interstellar, as I've said, is not as popular as I make it out to be, but one of the great great movies in my mind, the music. I think the reason why I like Interstellar so much is the music. I think the music takes that movie to an entirely another level. Um, but The Prestige, another good one, with Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, and Michael Caine. The Prestige never did it for me. Really? You didn't uh, like The Prestige? I mean, it was a, a fun movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, but it was, ne- yeah, I would, it's not my, it would never be in my top really? five. Really? What, yeah. what, what didn't you like? What, I guess what would make, what about it know. to you? It just never, make it, it never 10. stuck to me. Like, I've, and I've only watched it, you know, three or four times, you know, a handful mm-hmm. of times. And it's just never, every time I've watched it, it's just kind of been, meh. It's a, it's a movie I love, but, it took me a while to finish it because I would always watch it late at night and it's, I guess it's not the longest thing on earth, but it, for some reason I kept falling asleep. So it took me a couple tries to get through it. That kind of happens with a lot of Christopher Nolan movies for me, actually, <laughs> but <laughs> that, that would, that one's close to my top five. I would think if I'm going to, I'm going to exclude all Christopher Nolan ones just for the sake of Tyler. But. Number two, I'll I'm going to go with Star Wars, Emperor Strikes Back, Ooh. episode five. I do I do want to make a note. It's not my favorite Star Wars. Em- you mean Empire. That's what I said. You said Emperor. Well, he did strike back <laughs> along with his so, so how is that? How is that your number two if it's not your favorite Star Wars? I think it's the most well-rounded Star Wars. I think it's the best film from front to back um, as far as story, plot. So it's not. This isn't your favorite films. No, if it was my favorite films, it would just be all Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> okay. Empire Strikes Back at number... Yeah. My... I said it again. I said Empire Strikes Back. You said Emperor. No, I didn't. You're mishearing me, Tim. I'm going to... We'll, we'll play back we'll, the tape. We'll, we'll play back the tape. Uh, um, I, I will... <laughs> pretty sure yeah, I'm Empire sure. Strikes Back is probably the best. I mean, the twist alone is probably one of the... It, which was almost ruined for our generation because right, you know, yeah. the, the older people it's couldn't keep their means, mouths shut. Yeah. But... I mean, it's not really their fault. That's true. That we were <laughs> it's, born. it's not their fault. They we we were born so late. Yeah, yeah. but you got to think about it. one of the greatest twists of all time. Like I've I've kept it very hidden from my children. Like That's they've good. seen bits nice. of Star Wars, but you. they don't know who's who. I'm because I'm still debating if I want to go one through six or four, five, six, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Because I like I want them to have that that Vader you know family twist, but also. I mean, think of how much more impactful three could have been if you had no idea. Like seeing when Anakin cuts off Mace Windu's arm. Spoiler alert! Um, Just ruin it for the whole next you, generation. You dude. would be. It would be insane. You'd go. Are you fucking kidding me? He actually did that. 
I don't know. I I because I we never got that experience, but I or, feel like if you well, came into a blind, or you could do it, the uh, kind of the flashback watch uh, playthrough where you watch four, then one, two, three, then five, six. But the the debate is: Do you want to see? Do you want the twist to come in three or five? That's the hard. That's what I'm debating at. Well, here's the. <clears throat> so here's well, yeah, because the flashback one is assumes that you already know the twist. I think because it's just like a new way to watch it, where it's like you watch. Yeah, that's true. What I would do, you know who Darth maybe, Vader maybe is. Maybe a good would be episode four, one, two, five, then three, then six. I think we're getting. I think it gets a little too muddled I, there. I, I definitely wouldn't start with one and two. That would make me never want to watch Shut a Star up, Wars Tim. movie again. Good Great Lord. films. Yeah. No. All right. So, That's Star awesome. Wars: Empire Strikes Back, number two. The reason why I don't know if it's my favorite because the ending of number uh, episode six, when Luke redeems Anakin, is just one of the greatest finishes of all time of any sort of trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there. All right. So, number one obviously is going to a Christopher Nolan film, and I just need to work through my head on what that is. <laughs> it's. It's got to be Dark Knight. It has to be Dark Knight. Dark Knight was... Uh, yeah. Your number wow. one. Wow, yeah, wow. wow. yeah actually, that's that's, that is kind of surprising. This is a very fluid top five list. <laughs> I want to say that it changes <laughs> yeah, on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, my number one, personally, probably movie... Gosh, I can't, I can't say number one. I really can't. Interstellar, maybe? That's tough. Interstellar, it, it's, it's a combination of Interstellar, Fight Club, Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings, I'd say, is number one. No, see it. And uh, Avatar. <laughs> this, this is the most uh, a unconcrete. This is the stupidest five. list we've ever made. How can anyone? Yeah. How can Empire Magazine release a top 100 movies and say with 100 percent certainty and satisfaction that this number one movie is the best movie of all time? How? It's because they don't it's, really care. Well, yeah, it's just a paycheck to them. It's just clicks for them. Maybe maybe for getting paid for this, I would have a lot easier of time. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because yep. you would you would just make you would make a very de- divisive list. You would make a list that is very, uh, not necessarily controversial, but you you would want to make a list that's g- people are going to get talking. And we definitely wouldn't open up with, "Hey, this is a very fluid list." You know, uh, yeah. You know, this is our opinion. Well, uh, like, blah blah blah. Because obviously nobody's going to agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally subjective on whoever the writer is or whose opinions they are. Whereas, like, oh, whereas I, like real journalists write now very that, Now that we're talking, I think Empire Strikes Back on and, and on a whole is better than Dark Knight. Wow. I wouldn't go that far. <sighs> Maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> also, I think Fellowship of the Ring is, too. I don't know. Okay, you know what? We're done. I've done my piece. We're already way into this. I, have, I apologize. Number five, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Number four, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Number three, Fight Club. Number two, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. And number one, Dark Knight. I do have an honorable mention here. Obviously, best sides all the ones that I've gone through. Uh, Ex Machina is one of the best sci-fi films ever made. Um, and everybody should go watch that immediately. Immediately has uh, Dom Hall Gleason, Oscar Isaac. And it deeply explores the relationship between artificial intelligence and human you beings. You love artificial intelligence. Oh, I get off on it, dude. Like you're terrified of it, but you love it. I, yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> it's like a morbid curiosity. It really thing. is, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, like fuck. I said, this was the biggest are you, mistake. Are you still working on it? The biggest... I mean, uh, it, yeah. The biggest uh, mistake we did was listening to Tim and narrowing it down to five. I should have had a top ten. I, honestly, I don't even know if I could do I, that, but... I, I just figured top top five, 
you you ended up talking about a bunch of different movies. Yeah, I, I talked was... for twenty five <laughs> minutes about my top five, so we can't imagine what time. Vince, go ahead. It's okay. Uh, I mean, I'm going to share a lot of movies with yours list too. Yeah, um, I figured that I was trying. I was hoping there wouldn't be a whole lot of crossover, but unfortunately, we, we have very similar tastes. I think this uh, podcast you like, have this podcast like morphed as into like one person kind of. That's not true because I've I've loved these movies for a long yeah. uh, like uh, most of these movies yeah, I've loved true. for a long yeah. time. So it's, it's we're just big fans of cinema. Like we, <clears throat> if if you're a director who knows how to hit that that little that little spot right mm-hmm. here. And just that makes straight that vein that goes straight to my heart that makes me feel if you if you can trigger that dude you've done something wonderful. Well, and the and the genre of of movies that we enjoy, we like a lot. I, you would probably be the I think you probably have the most diverse like appreciation for yeah genres, but because I'm I I, I think I like. Great, I, I don't know much about Tim's science fiction scene, and drama. I'm gonna be a like wild I, card. I'll let I you intertwine. <laughs> into, I dabble into drama and science fiction. I feel a bit more than. I guess hard science fiction. I, is that a, is that an okay phrase? Well, because that would so the, the, su- the like so Star Wars say- would not be a hard science no. fiction. So what I'm saying is the science fiction I like is it's like it's a very pretentious statement. Like I like uh, thought provoking science fiction mm-hmm. that you just wouldn't understand. <laughs> That's kind of my what I'm getting at. Yeah, I get what you mean. Go ahead. Top five movies of all time, Ben, starting at number five. Oh man! So that's actually been the hardest one for me to come up with because. You got a solid well, four, one, two, three? Four, five. No. I mean, they're not solid. Like you said, I want to preface this by saying my top five, very fluid. And even the, the ones that I would include in my top five are going to, would be changing constantly with so many, so many movies. There's so many movies I like. I just like movies. So it's hard for, and uh, like rarely, I can only probably count on, I could probably only think of, one or two times where I've gone to the movie theater, like to a movie, and left, like displeased. What movie? Or movies? I, I can't. Like that's the problem. It's like a, they're. Yeah, right, that's next, how forgettable they next were. Next week. Next week we'll do our worst five movies of all time. I had that. I would have to rewatch them then. I would have to go like figure out because like yeah. Um. So yeah, number five. Fuck. That's gonna be tough. Ah. Uh, Okay, I, so while you were talking, I was just kind of write, jo- doing the same thing you were doing, just writing shit down, and it, I got my one, two, three, four, and then five has just been very tough. Um, I think I will go with Inglorious Bastards for number five. I loved Inglorious Bastards. I think it's such a fun movie, and then also like, you know, I love Tarantino, and I loved I loved the acting in it. Everybody in that movie was uh, hilarious, but also uh, I can't remember the actor's name who played the the Nazi Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz, one Christoph of the best Waltz. one of the best villains. What'd you say? It's Christoph Waltz. Oh my bad. Or Waltz. I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, he that was one of the best villains in a movie i think or for me personally like that was just one of my favorite villains of all time the the way that that quentin tarantino and christoph waltz sorry tim the way quentin tarantino and christoph waltz together with the writing and the acting were was able to pull off this 
absolute insane, crazy, not the Jew hunter, Nazi villain. And then to have him be charismatic and almost likable to the audience. Oh yeah, the way the way he pulled that off was absolutely incredible, and it was probably kind of on the nose to what Nazism was back then. There was this huge evil empire, mm-hmm. and yet Hitler was able to resonate with the people of Germany in order to get elected. And I, just yeah, what he did there is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so the two, I think it was the two I, of them. I don't think either of them could have pulled it off without the other. Yeah, probably. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I could never. I couldn't picture another actor in his shoes. No, for that. So, and that was like really one of my first uh, times like seeing Christoph Waltz. I, I think in that and like yeah, because he was like he was a pretty predominantly German and like stage actor. That's really he acted yeah. in films and stage. So yeah, that was like one of my first times when I was like, holy cow, this guy's great. Like, and yeah, I was like, I don't even know who this man is, but. Anybody else, like even if it was just like a big name actor, I couldn't, wouldn't, I don't think it would work after I I've think there was this. one other actor I could see as that, who, or who could not, I, not that I could see, but who could pull it off. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, or Andy Sedakis or what, uh, who am I thinking of? What? Uh, Jason Sedakis? Not Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> what the fuck? Andy Circus? Andy Sandberg? There you go. That one. <laughs> Circus. Andy. Or, no, Andy Samberg. No, he Andy just Samberg. said it. <laughs> oh, okay. hot rod. It's because he's Jewish. That's why I was. Well, you could Anyways. go down a long list of Hollywood stars that. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> Hollywood. Never mind. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, number four, very new film, very new movie that I put on this list because I, honestly, like I couldn't, I couldn't find any thing that I really didn't like about it. Shit, I forgot about Dune. Dune, number four. Oh, Dune. no. <laughs> yeah, it makes it tough, oh, don't we it? we got to do it all over again <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Tyler. Back to Tyler. Mike's off. We're recording tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so Dune is my number four. Dune and is so I think, good. I think the reason why I even have it on this list again is because it is so fresh, you know? Um, like I said, it, it's this list is so hard because so many of the movies I haven't seen and you yeah, know, but maybe I think a the year thing or that, two. The so thing that Dune really pulls off, you know, not looking at recency bias or anything is that you took a a beloved piece of fiction, a book, and then and movie <laughs> like it's already been filmed no, once. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, but, but I you mean, took it... you took anyway. You took a beloved franchise that hasn't really been put into film in this way. Mm-hmm. It had an epic scale, and you met it with cinematography. You met it with plotting it out and pacing it properly. You met it out with action, direction, every everything like that could have gone right for the Dune series or for the first Dune film went right. And they were, I mean, to be able to reach that bar, I thought was incredible. Mm-hmm. Music. Sorry, I, I keep jumping over your... No, voice. you're... Fu- you, you, you can more articulately put why I love <laughs> these Vince's mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Dune, Dune gets the number four spot. Uh, number three, The Dark Knight. Again, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a huge DC fanboy and uh, the Joker... Or, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, like we'll never get another Joker like that. Top uh, top three villains of all time of any any, any sort of yeah. Oh, for sure, at least cinema. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, had to have the Dark Knight in there just because yeah of Heath Ledger's Joker and my love of and you. You also got to think that because of that movie, Christopher Nolan and written by him and his brother Nathan. Nathan, I'm, I'm blanking on his brother's name. Whatever. Um, but they got David S. Goyer a job 
for many other projects that turned out to be absolutely abysmal. <laughs> like, this guy helped pen like the screenplay. And right. Like, oh, he's part of the Dark Knight. I'm like, well, actually, this was this was all Christopher Nolan and his brother. <laughs> um, number two. No, I guess no disrespect to Goyer because he's doing much more yeah, than we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Again, it's just it's a classic. Like the original film, you know, A New Hope is great, right? Like it kicked off. One of the greatest movie uh, franchises, like franchises of all time, um, but just Empire Strikes Back is just like you said, it's so well rounded. I, I don't know. I still like you were mentioning that's not your favorite Star Wars film, but I'm just like now that I'm thinking about, it, I was like, man, maybe he's maybe he's onto something there, but because like. Uh, George Lucas, he's not—he definitely was not the best director we've ever seen by any means, you know. But uh, just like the the story, you know, is a tried and true story, right? You know, you got your the downtrodden, the the underdog finds out that he's actually, you know, he's his destiny is much more grand than he ever anticipated, and then goes on this crazy adventure, right? Like it's tried and true storytelling since the beginning of storytelling but the the direction he took where he was able to to mix all the fantasy and then all the science fiction you know and then even the western spaghetti western style Mm -hmm. like it is it's just like it's this like mash mashup of all these different genres into this great thing and yeah like i said it just became this the great one of the greatest uh, movie franchises of all time. And it mashed up so well because it was able to follow up what he had created in A New Hope. Right, yeah. Because it, it, he set up such... He set it up so... Per- which I don't even know if it was we intentional, just, but he set right. it up so perfectly for... I guess it, it's one of those things like... Can you think of another sequel that like followed up an already great movie in such a way that Empire Strikes Back did? I, I don't know. I can't... Off the top of my head anyway, I can't think of anything. I think... Th- a- uh, two we'll, towers. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, but, um, I, but I mean, that's was already kind of. I don't know. Set now, up. I, I do, I do want to ask you though. Wh- what do you think the difference is in Empire Strikes Back and Empire Strikes Back that makes it a better overall film than A New Hope? I, there's I don't two think, things for me that I think really got it, but I'm curious to see. I th- I thought you kind of hit the nail on the head there when you like A New Hope sets up these characters uh, so well. And then Empire Strikes Back really kind of gives them, uh, like, really kind of solidifies their identity while also kind of introducing, you know, uh, challenges that mm-hmm. that uh, contradict their their characters and stuff. Um, so I think that, like, for me, was what makes Empire Strikes Back so good because we got these these characters. You know, Luke's so innocent, uh, doesn't really kind of understand what he's getting himself into. Whereas Empire Strikes Back, he's kind of like he's in it, and then all of a sudden, but then the, the you know his twist and and the challenges he has to go through for that Han's kind of like transformation from being just the bandito you know yeah rogue guy into a general in the rebellion like I don't know that's what kind of gets me I guess yeah the the, the two things I think are what separate is the expansion 
of the universe, the mm-hmm. expansion yeah. of learning about the Force and learning about the way the Empire works and the the in- intricacies of the world was expanded on. Also, too, I think uh, Irvin Kirshner, the director, change I think is mm. probably what put it over because, as we've said, George George Lucas deserves any and all praise that he has ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, is, yes. he is a pioneer. He is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. I Come fight me about the prequels or the sequels. I don't give right, a shit. Yeah. George Lucas is... I guess he didn't do the sequels, but George Lucas is one of the greatest humans to ever live. <laughs> right, yes. And But he was able to, in Empire Strikes Back, take a step back and let somebody, a, a very experienced director... Mm-hmm direct actors in the form of acting where George Lucas can stand there with the script saying, this is how the story goes. This is how the characters are. And, uh, Irvin Kirshner was like a, a translator. He was able to translate George Lucas's mind into the actors almost, if that makes sense. And I think that's kind of what makes Empire Strikes Back that much better. And that great of a film that should yeah. be on everybody's list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim, which we were like hoping that there wasn't going to be a lot of crossover, but we're like, it has to be on your now, list. Now that we're talking about how good this movie is. I, just, um, I, I didn't hear anything for the last five minutes. <laughs> I've been studying. Um, and then my number one uh, is Lord of the Rings Return of the King, just because I'm a huge fantasy guy. I love, and I mean, it's literally called Tolkien fantasy, right? Like, mm-hmm. It has he, been the inspiration for this. I think you could say he invented the genre. I mean, there was there was fantasy right. before Tolkien, but the way he did it, the where he was able to give each of these like uh, like domains of peoples, right? Like dwarves, elves, and the humans, like giving them all of these kind of. It's kind of bad because it is it, like these stereotypes or whatever. But he kind of set up this this fantasy world that. Almost every single other fantasy setting, even though those uh, like elves, dwarves, and stuff, they've existed for. I mean, the Nords, the uh, yeah, he, was, Vic- he was heavily inspired by myth- Norse mythology. Yeah, and stuff so like the that. Norse, the Norse people had these kind of things in their mythology for a long time, but he kind of like set it in stone, where Tolkien fantasy now is. You know, dwarves, they're great craftsmen um they love you know gold they love treasure uh elves they're elegant they're uh righteous uh but they're also kind of hated upon they're long-lived all this stuff and then humans are always just kind of that middle ground where they stretch all the way from like the worst the worst to like they're some of the best too it's it's I don't know. That's just kind of what Tolkien did, and he just set it up forever. And to- like fantasy is just my thing. I love it. I love like f- that kind of fiction. And so, whereas you you love sci-fi, fantasy is my shit. You know. So it's just funny because I'm 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 even more of a fantasy fan than I am sci-fi <laughs> when it comes to the world of books. Right. Yeah. That makes. Yeah. I get that. In the medium so, of books, I should. Yeah. Say. But it's also too. It's a fair because can can we name another fantasy film? That comes even close to being like Lord of the Rings, film. Yeah, film. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones did a great job through the TV medium, but right? As far yeah. as movie goes, I mean, fantasy, fantasy movies don't really mesh that well together. No, as far as I guess critically and historically acclaimed films, right? But. Yeah, yeah. As far as movies go, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't com- like think of a single one that 
Uh, Passion of the Christ made a lot of money. Nice. That was a <laughs> zing. <laughs> Just after, the, just after the Lord's uh, birthday, too. You son of a bitch. Um, don't worry. I heard it's uh, a real dry. I really, I, I, that's really not. I, my heard, th- I hear it's a dry heat in hell yeah. for Tim. So that's <laughs> yeah. really not my. At least it's not I'm, human. It's really not my thing to rag on religion at all. I just, I don't know. For some reason, for, he for does some it off. He does it off I, mic all the time. It, it, he does it off the camera all the time. Uh, not really, but. <laughs> I'm just envious that I don't have the ability to steering to, back to believe steering back into the Christian-based Lord of the Rings stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's fa- it's it's fascinating because we see kind of what you said. We've seen we see elves, we see dwarves, and we see orcs in the fantasy genre through books, video games, movies, you name it, since Lord of the Rings. But we have never gotten another adaptation of a Hobbit, which is interesting. Uh, or have we? Not in a movie, I guess. You're correct. In a book? <laughs> You're going to hate me. For, <laughs> Warhammer. <laughs> yeah. So Warhammer, Warhammer, even 40K, which is hilarious because, again, it is a, a sci-fi fantasy sort of setting. Um, they have a uh, technically a subspecies of human called ratlings, and they're just hobbits. Okay. They're just hobbits. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but even using the name though, because we still use orcs, we still use them. right. Which yeah. kind of he didn't invent those. Yeah, but it's still. It, I I still think it's fascinating that people steal or not. I shouldn't say steal, but are inspired so much mm-hmm. from his stories that, but we don't see. Okay, but anyway, we're toward, Let's go back to the movie part because we know why Tolkien's the best at what he does. What about Return of the King? Is why is that the best movie of all time? I I mean probably the 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 action in it, like also. Uh, I mean, it has probably one of the greatest like battle scenes ever, right? Like, it's just it's the attack a, on Gondor. Yeah, like it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest ever. And again, like you said, with uh, the use of uh, prost- like the the prosthetics, the makeup, and everything, like the everybody in, on the orc side, they look great, and they never like it never stopped looking so good. And then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's probably my biggest thing. And then, yeah, the, the transition um, of all the hobbits, too, like, just gets me. I, I don't know. It was just... Also, great. for me, I was very aroused seeing Sir Ian McKellen swinging a staff and a sword around, killing orcs. It's true. It's Left true. and right. That was... <laughs> yeah. You can't get much better than that. I don't know. Yeah, that just like I said, the, the Battle for Gondor is just... It's one of the greatest... Like action sequences of and all time. And pulled off. So what? The, the thing. And again, that, back in well, it was it was two thousand. Well, I mean, they started one? filming in like nineteen. Right. Exactly. So I mean, it was. It was. It was. Came out in two thousand three. It was groundbreaking for that sort of thing, and it, it held the longest fight sequence for a very long time. Yeah, P- Peter Peter Jackson's name deserves to be etched in stone. Oh, of, for sure. In the stone of history. For what he did with those three films alone, and yeah, incredible. and like you said earlier, like you can you can gripe about uh, the adaptation into film, it doesn't take away anything nope. and what, how the films were and were what, de- done. What they did, what uh, Jackson did so well too, is he he kept, I guess, kind of that. Obviously, you had to make changes as far as mm-hmm. the way you tell the story, but he kept kind of the spirit of what yeah of what Tolkien had created. It it kept. It, that same sense and feeling of adventure and and just awe 
and everything that Tolkien did, he was able to translate that aspect of it to the films, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so universally loved, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, especially in uh, books, like the the whole idea of you know orcs, elves, dwarves, and stuff, they've, they've been done. Tolkien really kind of set it in stone, but then to put it on screen and to do it so well, I mean, yeah, like you said, Peter Jackson is like, if there was a, is there like a, Hall of Fame for directors. And yeah, stuff? that'll be our next podcast next. Uh, okay, episode. I was about to say like <laughs> top that's... five directors of all time, which would be <laughs> I'd a be lot so... easier to do than <laughs> right, the yeah. top five. Foods. We should have just done directors. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad at uh, about naming, um, but you are, anybody. But, but you're halfway uh, done with George Lucas and Peter Jackson, so <laughs> and Christopher Nolan Peter for Dark Knight. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'm already I'm already most way there. So and Denny Villanueva and then um, Quentin Tarantino. Well, Ooh. I don't know if he'd be. Of all time, like he'd be in mine. Probably. We'll get there next week. All right, yeah. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> top five movies of all time. Do you have them yet? Or are yeah. you still stuck? Yeah, I just, I just. Oh, did, look at I, I, I see, did, I see his notes. I did, <laughs> don't look. I just, I just did them now. <laughs> well, well, you two I'm were. Glad, I'm glad we're able to give you enough time. Yeah, you. Well, you two and inspire you. you. You two took enough time to verbally fillet each other. So we're not fillet each other. We're fillet film. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, you'll get the full experience too, Tim. <laughs> yeah, we're coming after you next, <laughs> yeah. big boy. All right. Well, this is going to be uh, something completely different. Uh, there, there probably could have been some crossover in some of the ones you said, but I just I tried to make them all completely different from what. Oh, you guys were doing, so. good for you, Tim. So there we go. Um, number five, uh, the producers, the Mel Brooks, nineteen sixty-seven. Comedy musical. Just kidding. Tim has the most <laughs> diverse, <laughs> diverse I genre. Thought, and I'm, I'm actually impressed because I thought my 2001: A Space Odyssey. I thought that would be the oldest movie no. on, on our collective list. So there you go. He did it despite you. Yeah, he, he knew <laughs> well, that was well, one of my honestly, goals. Honestly, the the uh, updated version with uh, Nathan Lane and um, Matthew Broderick uh, was I, I saw that first, and I was like. Like oh this is pretty this is pretty good and and fun, it, and it is really is really good. But then I actually saw the original and I was like, well this is a little bit better. You but you, Mel <laughs> like, Brooks is someone who can't be imitated. You cannot yeah. make a Mel Brooks yeah. product. I think he was still. I think he actually produced the newer. One. Yeah, but there's still it's, there's something <laughs> so about Mel Brooks kinda, d- directing a film. Is yeah, you can. but but with with Will Ferrell in it, that's the only part that's like gets me is like. Will Ferrell was really good in the 1967 version. No, in the newer version, uh, yeah, yeah. But the older one is the the character, the the guy that does that character is that's the character, and Will Ferrell does his best to imitate that. So I, I that that's my uh, I had to throw a Mel because originally I had Young Frankenstein in there for my favorite. Mel, my, my number five was going to be a Mel Brooks movie, no matter what, <laughs> because I knew. I thought all your movies are going to be Mel Brooks movies now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you're getting at. I could, I could have Young, Young Frankenstein up here too because I love that one. But I just, I'm just going to go with one Mel Brooks, and I was going to put it at five because I do love him. But like, they're, I don't know. They're he, he's my my favorite comedy movie maker, even though they're all spoofy and Tyler doesn't, we'll never watch space balls because yeah, Tim, can I, can I, can I make a confession here real quick? What? Uh, The only Mel Brooks movie I've ever seen is blazing saddles. 
And I watched I watched the first five minutes of Men in Tights. Yeah, Men in Tights isn't. It, it's okay. It's not. It's not his best. Uh, there's. I I have a. Uh, that yeah, I have a box set of. of you still going? You okay? But, yeah. but you still going with producers over Blazing Saddles? <sighs> Ooh, that's very true. Just, I don't know. No, Brooks is number five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's no, go. You got to pick no. one. We had to pick no, uh, one. I had to pick a Christopher Nolan movie. You have to pick a Mel Brooks movie. That's right. I, I, I don't know how I for, forgot about Blazing Saddles. Uh, no, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna still stick with the producers because I, I, I don't know. It's just I. Yeah. Yeah, as a if I'm gonna, because I I know these are my favorite movies, but I'm also trying to like, as a as in it's the better as a film critic as a a film. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna produce. It's it's really it's really it's really close, but yeah, no, Blazing Saddles is is it's definitely the funniest movie of all time, or one of the funniest movies that I don't know. Yeah, I'll stick with it since I wrote it down. Brooks is also getting up there in age. Yeah, he's like ninety six, ninety five, ninety five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's old. He's coming for you, Betty White. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> oh, all right, dude. I should have had her in my Deadpool. Deadpool, man. I I knew it. Like, uh, she's probably oh, been on. It. I was on been people, in Deadpool for the last like, like five years. Yeah, at least. she's been proving them all wrong. All right, Tim, number four. <laughs> number four. Uh, I got a Kubrick as well, and. Thankfully, it's and, and no, it's not eyes wide shut. Uh, a clockwork, a clockwork orange. Uh, one of my, I this is, I I stole the book from my high school's library because I knew nobody else would probably read it, and it you was, just stole it. Yeah, it was an easier, Bastard. it was an easier, uh, easier. Well, that's just how I checked out books. I would, I would take them. And then just return them if I if I didn't want them anymore. Because <laughs> if you checked them out and you forgot about it or lost, you had to pay for it. Yeah, it's a big thing. School doesn't exist anymore. They can't hey, come after me. Can, can I can I interject real quick? Uh-huh. So you know me the comment earlier. So I'm not sure if we can you know if I, I was gonna maybe use an adaptation against uh, a film for being ad- adapted from a book. Yeah. Uh. Four of my top five are adapted from books, <laughs> <laughs> or or comic and books. But. This is this is one where I, I mean, the book is way better because the way it's written and how you have to essentially learn a sort of a, a whole new, well, not a whole new language, but just like it takes a bit to to completely uh, get what's going on in your head. But once you do, it just it. It definitely paints the better picture. The movie is great, and Stanley Kubrick did like the best thing he could. I read the version uh, that was released after. Well, there's a foreword by the author uh, in the book that I read, and basically says, "I really didn't like what that Stanley Kubrick did to my work." But nobody ever uh, does because they left. Because there's a whole other chapter. After he left out the last chapter, yeah, but and, I mean, Stephen King didn't like what he did with The Shining either, right? It, it, you know, it is what it is, but uh, it's still a great movie. Malcolm McDowell is just amazing in that, and it it's one of the, it's a movie that just makes you so uncomfortable it that it feels good. <laughs> also, <laughs> at, Full, at full Metal and, Jacket should be on all of our honorable mentions. Yeah, that was that was. 
that would be the next one up on the Stanley Kubrick for me. Uh, if we're going on that part, I, mean, I like 2001, but I don't think I could watch it uh, ever again. Yeah, <laughs> I try. I've tried like to start it, and it's I, I don't know if I can do it. It is. I mean, I loved it, but I don't know if I can watch it again. Like just, I don't know. Anyways, how yeah, how how also one of the top top five greatest movie villains of all time. Yeah. This Who? whole year is just gonna be a list of movie stuff. Who? Hal. Hal from Have you seen two? Have you seen two? No. Oh. oh. Yeah, you should. Oh, there you go. It's good. Yeah. It's you good. you wouldn't <laughs> like it as much as me, but yeah. Hal Hal is probably the like base root of why I don't trust any AI spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Tim is Hal. Yes. Alright, number three. Alright. Uh it was hard for me to Pick a Holocaust movie, just one. <laughs> but uh, I didn't watch. I I'd been meaning to watch it for a long time, and I've. It's hard to find, like streaming wise. It's on Netflix. What? The movie you're gonna pick. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I don't think it's the one that you think. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> Schindler's List. Yes. What? It's on Netflix. Really? Damn it. Well, now I got to rewatch it because I had to watch it on Peacock, and luckily it didn't have commercials. It was at that time, but <laughs> anyways, uh, what Holocaust three, three movie did, I, did you think I thought you were talking about? Uh, well, my second choice would have been uh, the Pianist. Oh yeah, yeah, because that I the mean what? that was my my like one of my favorite all time movies. It, that almost should be on here, but I couldn't. I, I felt like I, I shouldn't uh, pick more than one Holocaust movie because it would be weird. So I lied. <laughs> it's not on Netflix anymore. I apologize. Oh, you just got my hopes up. I might buy it because I. I mean, oh, I, it's I, worth probably, it. I probably. I probably mean, will, this is an all-time great. Yeah, I probably won't watch it more than.